0: Hello and welcome to the Sonic Cinema Podcast. My name is Brian Scuttle. Thank you for joining me at www.sonic-cinema.com as well as the Sonic Cinema Podcast YouTube channel. You can check out the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts at Apple, Google, Spotify, Good Pods. Anywhere you decide to listen to podcasts, just subscribe, rate, and review, and you will get updates on all of the uh, podcast goodness uh, you can also check us out at patreon.com backslash sonic cinema. There you will uh, find series like Leaving the Collection and Life Soundtrack, as well as um, early access reviews and more from film festivals and DragonCon. It's at patreon.com backslash sonic cinema. So we normally save our. Academy Award talk for the week of the Oscars, but this year we're going to be changing it up a little bit. Um, My guest from the past two years of Oscar episodes, Amanda Spears, uh, was interested in talking about some awards earlier in the uh, year, and I thought this year would be a good year to talk about um, kind of where we are in the awards season, and in particular things like film festivals uh hype in terms of summer releases pre early movie early uh, year releases stuff like that. I thought that would be a good idea. I think, thought this would be a good year to uh get her insights on that and I'd like to uh, welcome back to the podcast Amanda Spears. Thank you very much for joining me again.
1: Thank you for having me, but I have a very serious question for you Brian. Okay. Ed
0: Sheeran or Weird Al for best song at the Emmys. I I mean so okay. <laughs> that's you, a crazy lineup. Come on. It, that's crazy. That is an insane lineup <laughs> and I I'll, I'll be honest if it's I mean I'll I'll be honest I I uh I'm not well <laughs> versed on the Emmys and what's nominated I don't t, my TV watching is It is lacking, I'll say that. Um, I know, but
1: come on, that's got to be a fun one to just keep your eye on whenever the Emmys are.
0: I mean, Weird Weird Al would be an amazing Emmy choice, I'm not going to lie. That would
1: be an amazing, yeah. (laughs) I would would be shocked, but you know. Yeah,
0: but um, Uh, we are here once again to talk about the Oscars. I know, I'm just trying to lighten it up a little (laughs) bit for you. you know what? I mean that that is a that is an excellent that could not way to happen start. at the Oscars.
1: The Oscars are not are so so stuffy. They would never, never, never nominate Weird Al for Best Song. So good for the Emmys for giving us something crazy.
0: Yeah. Um. So <laughs> we are we are. Uh, so as you're listening to this, we're starting to see the. Uh, major film festivals of the fall and late summer early fall take place and as such at least in my opinion the Oscar season officially begins I know several people for a lot of people the Oscars are year round in terms of you know what's going to be get nominated what is a possibility and um you know one of the things i wanted to talk to you about here is what when if if you were to kind of boil down what we've seen in the past 8 months of the year in terms of Oscar potential what ex, just in terms of theatrical releases so far mm-hmm. what would you say how would, you, how would you view some of the uh, bigger titles that we have seen come out this year?
1: Well, we've had... It's been unusual because we have two very strong frontrunners, two very strong films, very different. Obviously, I'm talking about Barbenheimer. Mm-hmm. Barbie and Oppenheimer. They have two movies this far that come out this early and go... This film's going to get this nominations. this film's going to get these nominations. I mean, they're both, I mean, six is very narrow, but I think you can at least say we know at least, unless we really see something shocking, there's two people who we know are probably, as long as they stay in supporting, going to be nominated for supporting actor. And that's Ryan Gosling. And anyone who's like, he's not going to get nominated. Well, uh, Robert Downey Jr. got nominated for Tropic Thunder. So yes, yeah. they, they will do that. So, and I think this, this, the theme of the season, at least it seems to be, is, is it their turn? Yeah. And how does that narrative play into it? So if the narrative comes, well, it's Robert Downey Jr.'s turn, he's going to run away with supporting actor. Yeah. We're gonna see the same thing in director, where we're seeing, um, not to get too far ahead, you know, we're gonna see Christopher Nolan. Is it his turn? Or is it Ridley Scott's turn? Or is this the turn we're gonna finally see where they give, you know, um Martin Scorsese a second Oscar? Is it gonna be David Fincher's turn? I mean, this is all with a big asterisk over it, but that is what we're looking at is whose turn is it to win? Yeah. Yeah, and, that- and is there an is there a film that is not on our radar that could come out of the blue like coda
0: right um and that's that's one of the things that i am always kind of fascinated by even if i'm not quite the oscar watcher throughout the year i i'll be honest i i try not to necessarily think about the oscars until you know it's time for me to consider voting for georgia film critics association well but- i don't
1: usually think about the oscars this time of year because i'm too busy on the emmys because as <laughs> you know like i'm an awards expert so right now i usually be writing about how tim Burton finally got his first major directing nomination yeah yeah like seriously oscars the emmys beat you to nominating him for director Anyway, but yeah, I mean, usually I would have been like, okay, yeah, there's one, usually there's one film maybe if we're lucky that comes out in the summer like this. Yeah. But to have two on the same weekend and to have a good chance at very conservatively five to six nominations. And as much as I love Barbie, the one thing I will say about Barbie is it doesn't have a female editor. It doesn't have a female cinematographer. There's not a lot of women behind in key positions behind that I would have liked to have seen for a female empowered film. That's my one nitpick, but damn, that that editor from from Oppenheimer deserves to be the front runner. Yeah, she found a way to make a three-hour film paced to keep you engaged. It can be done.
0: I I was absolutely. I was absolutely awestruck by the editing and the pacing in Oppenheimer. I, I mean, it's. I,
2: I well,
1: we know it's probably going to win visual effects. I mean, let's let's be real. Christopher Nolan films win visual effects, right? So, well, and it's probably the sound sound front runner.
0: We we well, and we should go ahead and preface that by saying the reason I think it's probably el- Probably the front runner now for visual effects is that Dune Part Two has been ridiculously pushed no. back by even War before runner.
1: that. I would say just with Christopher Nolan films, and again, I speak as an awards expert. Even when his films are not nominated for Best Picture, they're the this is the man. This is the team that keeps winning visual effects. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even with Dune. Assuming it would have gotten a Best Picture nomination, which is a big if, it would never have taken down the clappy effects of creating an atomic bomb.
0: Mm-hmm. That that is that's an excellent point, and that that actually kind of leads me to something because of the fact that I mean I I do think for a lot of people the elephant in the room in terms of this award season is going to be the lack of dune and I I find myself I
1: don't agree I, I don't think it's I, see I, I'm one of those people that with sequels you know look how Black Panther performed it didn't win as many Oscars as dune but it was close and I, I just don't think it would have it might have been able to like avatar and get some nominations but I don't think it was going to be it would be the big heavy player people were thinking. That's interesting. If it because... was if it was, they might have kept it because that is an a that's a Warner Brothers HBO product project. So they might feel like with Barbie they have enough. Hmm.
2: That's so it might be
1: more strategic than you're thinking, where it's like, you know, if we postpone Dune because of and we blame the the strike, we can spend all of our money on Barbie.
2: Yeah.
1: And maybe like one of their independent films that you know they all have nowadays. So I I don't know. And again, we're, we haven't seen the movie. The movie might suck. Right, right. There's there's usually one of these that's in here, and you're like, yeah, one of these movies is going to be horrible.
0: Hmm. That's that's an interesting take, and honestly, it's kind of a refreshing take. I'll be honest because of the fact that I am somebody who I I respected Dune more than. I loved it. I, I I respected the craft behind it. I respected the ambition of it more, and I liked it. And I was always you know, and I was always fascinated by the fact that people thought that this the sequel would be this big smash for the fall. But if you look at the numbers. Now, I mean, granted, it's a different time first in terms of COVID, in terms of the release strategy for Worm Brothers. If you look at the numbers for Dune Part 1, they're really not overly impressive for a movie of that scope.
1: Well, I mean, COVID is... You've got to take a big grain of salt with COVID you, it's because you never know how many people are actually watching someone's television. Right. So, but... I, I you know it wasn't my cup of tea i don't i'm not saying that to disparage people who love it it mm-hmm. just it didn't it wasn't for me yeah but um i am always a little hesitant with sequels cuz you just you know the dark knight rises the dark knight that was a sequel you, you just never know it's it's very uh sci-fi it's got a lot of you know potential dings against it where you're like Really? Maybe Warner Brothers just figured this way they didn't have to really shell out too much. Right. Maybe it is more popcorn fare. We don't know.
0: And I mean, you no know, one's
1: thinking the Hunger Games film is going to get like a dozen nominations, but it's coming out in November. Yeah. Movies come out in November that are populous <laughs> just because movies come out in November. Right. You know, like, it's timing doesn't always mean Oscar.
0: And I'll be honest, I, I am, like I said, I, I I am refreshed to hear you say that. And, you know, I mean, maybe part of Warner Brothers' strategy is also we will release in March. It'll be one of the early, big, big releases, and we'll see what we have then.
1: Or maybe they know something we don't know.
0: This I mean, is true. You know,
1: they might have seen it and gone, oh, no. <laughs> But if they know it's not great, I'm just saying if it's not great and, you know, there's nothing coming out, March might be a great time to link.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, get people to go see a movie because there's nothing else going on.
2: Right.
0: Um, so we are talking about sequels and sequels possibilities. Another film that will, that has been released this year was one of the biggest hits of the summer and will have a very good chance of at least repeating its predecessors' success in at least the main category it had success in, Best Animated Feature, is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And I was just curious. I mean, we know that there have been several, there have been several sequels over the years where they're following up an Oscar-nominated, Oscar-winning predecessor. Um, you're talking about Godfather Two. You're talking about The Lord of the Rings. You're talking about Avatar: Way of Water. Um, what I've seen a lot of people consider across the Spider Verse as a possible Best Picture nomination, but I'm I'm kind of curious. Can you think of any sequels?
1: It's not gonna happen. It's not. Yeah. It's It's not gonna happen. No. Nope, everybody just needs to get that out of their heads it's not mm-hmm. It's gonna be long forgotten by then um i mean i I hate to be the killer but of you know it's it's just it's not on their radar they're not they don't care about that kind of stuff it's way uh, it's just not gonna happen with that film, and there are so many other choices
0: are are not that- you- now, are you thinking specifically in Best Picture, or are you talking about Best Animated Feature as well?
1: Um, yeah, it's not going to happen in Best Feature. It's Best Picture. So, I mean, in an animated movie, possibly? It's going to... We're going to have to see what happens, because you just don't know how many nominees there's going to be. We don't know if they're going to hold some of these animated films. But, yeah, I mean, animated film, sure. I, I don't think it's a Toy Story 3 where if it was the first Toy Story, it would have won Best Picture. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, if Toy Story 3 was the first Toy Story, we would have had an animated film win. We're getting closer to that, but not a sequel. Not a sequel. It's going to be an original, original, probably Disney product.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. There's so many Spider-Mans, too. I'm sorry. I'm like, I can't keep track of them. Uh, (laughs) But... He is the least interesting of superheroes and I am somebody who watched the Flash movie just to see Michael Keaton.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And got a little bored waiting for him. Like, how, when does he show up and can I fast forward?
0: <laughs> yeah. You you and I kind of agree, definitely agree with on the Flash. Um, I, I personally love Spider-Man. I, I think we've had good things about itch, each iteration about it and I, I will admit, I think the Spider-Verse movies are some of my favorite iterations of the Spider-Man uh, narrative. There's just been
1: too many for me. I'm not that interested in in that kind of a... I don't know. I guess mm-hmm. I get it. Everybody wants to play Spider-Man.
0: Woo-hoo. Okay. All right. Um, so we've talked about Barbie. We've talked about Oppenheimer a little bit. Um, I do agree with you on the best supporting actor. I do think it could very well come down to Gosling versus Downey Jr. And like Yeah, he...
1: I, I know De Niro is in the mix, but mm-hmm. De Niro couldn't get nominated for the Irishman. So right now for me, yeah, I kind of have to put Downey Jr. on his, I think it would be his third nomination as the one to beat right now. And it would be, he's a very charming person. He's made everybody a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm in all those Marvel films, but without another, without... Yeah, it's, it's hard because De Niro, De Niro hasn't gotten in, and Gosling, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, every choice he made, where was that singing when you were in La La Land? <laughs> he was so much better as singer-dancer in this. Not to give away the movie, Mm -hmm. but, I I mean, that cannot all just be on the page. No offense to Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig. Yeah. This is one of those genius comedic performances that is so deserving of the nomination. Right. And this will solve their popular problem. Mm -hmm. And I think the Academy is smart enough to know that. Now, can Margot Robbie get in? It's going to be a longer road to get there for her. Yeah. But, but him and supporting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, put him in the top five. He's in. What? It's, it was brilliant.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And um, they're so different. I love that they're so different. They're not both serious films, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Robert Downey Jr. gets to play a Shakespearean villain. Yeah. In this, so he gets the grandstand and like, gets kind of sucker punched. It's it's so impressive what both of these two have done. What both of these two have done, and it's going to be so great. It's going to be a really fun race with both of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I I was like, Ooh. <laughs> I was shocked at how. It, I mean, for a movie that's all about, about female empowerment. And everybody comes running out talking about Rick
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, you're like, oh my God, he's so good. That is, I will tell you now, because I am a SAG Awards expert, that's your SAG Award frontrunner for Ensemble.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I will, and it's the TV, it's got Rhea Perlman, mm-hmm. it's got America Ferreira, it's got some movie stars, child stars. Yeah, there is your early frontrunner as her best SAG ensemble. But Oppenheimer could do something that's, you know, we'll talk about it. Spielberg has never won. Mm-hmm. A Spielberg film has never won. So Oppenheimer could be a good choice. I feel a little bad about Emily Blunt because I feel like she's chasing it now, her first mm-hmm. Oscar nomination, and this the sullen, worn-upon wife of a genius is, you know, usually a good way to go. yeah. I, don't, I think she's going to need a lot of help. I
0: don't know.
1: What do you think? I'm sorry. I,
0: no, I, I, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. Because, I mean, it's not, I think I almost.
1: She doesn't have enough to do.
0: Yeah, I, I would like agree with that. Connolly. She's
1: not Jennifer Connelly. She doesn't have enough to do for me.
0: She's, she's more reacting to the work. She's more reacting to, her character more reacting to her. Husband, I mean, she has that one moment near the end where she's basically, you know, telling him it's like you want people to feel sorry for you because of these things you've done. And that is, you know, that that feels like a very natural Oscar moment. But mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the movie, it's it's just and it's not it's not necessarily it's not her fault. It's an issue no. with the screenplay where it's
1: it, not a big role to begin yeah. with but it is it, I, I mean I get why she would choose this I mean Alicia Vikander it worked for her it worked for Jennifer Connelly it's worked for a lot of people just even getting a nomination Yeah, which she's not been able to do so she takes a role in this big epic you know mm-hmm. film about uh, you know a genius and she gets to play the wife and she does have a he does have a lot to do. She doesn't have enough personally that I could say yeah, she's in. She's going to need a lot of help. Like she's going to need some other people to fall out of the mix. Yeah. There's a clear front runner in this category obviously. Uh, and I mean, I don't like to call people front runners this early, but it, it looks as though And I'm trying to pull up her name right now from Killers of the Flower Moon. Lily
0: Gladstone?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it looks like Lily Gladstone might be the one to beat. Mm Mm-hmm. That is, if the color purple doesn't take off. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. Yeah. The color purple, I thought the color purple was being delayed, but. No. No,
0: no they're I'm they're not, keeping uh, the they're keeping the Christmas release for color purple, which honestly makes that's a sense. bad idea. Really, why would you think? Why do you think so?
1: I just think Christmas is too late. I, I think Christmas is too late. They need to get this out there see, before Thanksgiving.
0: See, I was see, and I was kind of thinking that as well when they that's announced what
1: the. Uh-huh. Jansen last time. Hmm? That's what screwed up Hidden Figures last time. If Hidden Figures was released a month earlier, that's your Best Picture winner. So, yeah, I I, I think that they're... I think that's too, too
0: late. I mean, I was thinking... I mean, m- my thinking was... It, I wasn't necessarily thinking as far as that being too late for the Oscars. I was certainly... I, I was thinking more in terms of box office, I feel like that was, that is the right call to keep it there because I feel like that's a movie like Les Mis a decade ago that could just tear up the Christmas season.
1: Yeah, but I think it's a, that's a decade ago. They're very different films. I mean, this is slavery. It's a, it's not as a beloved musical where you are going to get all those people who've gone for year and year and year to see Les Mis. It's it's not forty years old as a mm-hmm. musical, where uh, uh, you know you could see something. Uh, yeah, I just I feel like it it needs word of mouth and it needs a big box office, and I think it, I think it just might be a little late, but we'll see. Hmm. We'll see. Okay.
0: All right. Um, yeah, I mean I, I do think Lily Gladstone, based on the reactions outside of Cannes, uh mm-hmm. definitely you definitely see that her is the front runner for supporting actress. Um
1: Yeah. I mean America Ferreira is gonna need a lot of help, but yes, she could get nominated for Barbie. I know people are out talking about that. She's a really beloved actress. Mm-hmm. I I love her. I would love to see it happen. I don't know if it can. Yeah but she's one of those that's play the wait and see game. Like,
2: yeah.
1: is it possible? Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it going to happen? Mm, we're going to have to play it. He's going to have to wait.
0: I was kind of curious. Um, I I mean, I would love to, I certainly would love to see Barbie nominated for best picture. Do you think it is a lock? You can write down in pen for a best picture nomination, or do you think some move? Do you think it basically needs to some uh, critics awards help in order to get there?
1: It's gonna get those, Um, but yeah, I would say it's in. I don't see nine other films, or let's just say eight other films coming in that are really gonna knock it out of there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for me, I think it's, I think it's in because, it, yeah, I, I can't imagine the Academy as a whole ignoring that film. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. Not this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, Greta Gerwig, do you think she has a chance for both directing and writing, or do you think it's just one or the other?
1: Wait and see. It's it's hard to say. It's it's a hard thing to say. Um I don't think she's as high ha- I couldn't put her like number two. I mean, right now I would have her number two because I've seen both of those films. Yeah. But we know Martin Scorsese's in the mix. We know that Ridley Scott is in the mix. We know that Bradley Cooper's in the mix we know Yorgos Lanthimos is back. We know Taika help me pronounce it. Taika Ma- Waititi. Yeah. yeah, he's in the mix. I mean, that's another film we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, there, There's a lot of people, and we haven't gotten a chance yet to edit this out because we haven't seen enough of these films.
0: Yeah. Um, as I said, we are talking about, uh, we, we are getting into the main film festival season. We've got Venice coming up. We've got Tell Your Ride. We've got Toronto. We've got New York Film Festival all in the next few weeks. Um my my question regarding that is how much how how much does Buzz coming out of a film festival really benefit the eventual any eventual Oscar winners that come out of those festivals?
1: Well I think you'd have to ask Steven Spielberg how that worked out for him last year. Um, you know, he, he's never played the festival game. Mm-hmm. And it, if anything, it really made the film a thud because it, it was too long. It, you know, it, apparently whoever saw it was just high on a Spielberg film being at TIFF at Toronto. Whereas I think a film like Next Goal wins, that's one where I've seen the trailer. And I almost think that's the one we need to be on our watch. We need to watch out for, especially if it could win. I don't know if it's in competition at, at Toronto. I would assume it would be Toronto. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, if that's great, and I know Michael Fassbender's got two, he could easily become one of those, you know, dark horses to win best actor in something where if the formula is done perfectly. Yeah. Because it is a formulaic movie, but if they do the formula perfectly, that could be one where we're not paying enough attention to.
2: Hmm.
1: I mean, just the way they're just the way they're they're you know advertising it. Loser of best director at the Oscars. Loser of best picture. Like, yeah, we've all lost. Come (laughs) cheer on these people. You know, that could be one of those films we're not paying enough attention to. And if it could get some good buzz. Like Jojo jo Rabbit did a couple years, it could really, really benefit. But um, God, it's weird because I, I wonder if Killers of the Flower Moon would have won the Palm Day or if it had been in competition because mm-hmm. that was really, really big for him, for Martin Scorsese. Yeah, it's interesting. The film. I mean, it's on going to be on an Apple. Like I said, all I want is for best editing to come down between the editor of Oppenheimer and Thelma Schoonmaker and I will be a happy person. That's literally all I want is for this to become a two-lady race. Mm -hmm. I think I might get my wish.
0: Yeah. I I, I think that's a distinct possibility as well. Um, Just based... I mean, you know, it's... Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a distinct possibility. I mean, I have not seen Killers of the Flower Moon, but I mean, you know, Scorsese- I mean, I've been wanting
1: Thelma Schoonmaker to win this for a while, so she can be the winner fourth Oscar. She's um, uh, Scorsese's editor. Yeah. So, you know, I've been rooting against Spielberg's for the last two years, which I know sounds horrible. So that's my one thing I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. Not changing my mind, but you
0: know. <laughs> no, I and and based on Oppenheimer, I mean, Oppenheimer certainly I I want to see in in the top two possibilities for best editing. And because of the fact that I that is, I I do think it's very much Christopher Nolan's best film, and I, I love a lot of his films, but I, I think it's I think it's,
1: it's as easy as. Film for people who don't get Christopher Nolan because I understand why people didn't get Dunkirk. Yeah, like Dunkirk. Sometimes you had to, Dunkirk because of the revolving timeline still or the the layered timeline. Yeah, it, 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 it was hard to follow. This was pretty linear. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel like he's just like I'm going to go do a movie and watch me get my Oscar finally. Yeah. No. No. I could argue that a case a little bit with Dunkirk. But this one, I feel like this this is his movie. He's got his guy. And I say that with love for Cillian Murphy. Yeah. You know, I feel the same way when I watch The Yummies when finally for like, um, he was he's already won. But if you've ever seen Evan Peters or you've probably heard of the American Horror Story mm-hmm. franchise, he's been in all of Ryan Murphy's projects. And, you know, he's, he's like the one guy who never gets nominated. So finally... Ryan Murphy gives him this Dahmer serial killer and it's not a same comparison as quality, but still it's like finally the guy (laughs) who you've had hanging around for all these years is getting his due in one of your projects. So I, I like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I think good for him, you know, Cillian Murphy is at least probably a safe bet for a nomination.
0: Are there any smaller movies that we've seen this year that do you think that you think are, if not locks, at least very good possibilities <coughs> to be recognized by the academy?
1: Not yet, and I say that because Netflix and Apple are getting more strategic about when they're releasing films. This time last year, we had seen Hustlers, which was, of course, the um, Adam Sandler yeah. movie. Hustle. But, you know, Hustle, sorry. I'm getting all my movies confused. But um, some of these films, I I do worry a little about. I I worry Napoleon is just Ridley Scott trying to redo Gladiator. Mm -hmm. Because that that was his closest. he, He ever got to winning an Oscar.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. I, I the trailer for that one worries me the most if I'm judging anything on a two two minutes. Mostly because of the. Um, I don't know if Joaquin Phoenix has the gravitas to play Napoleon. Hmm. He he just seems like this guy dressed up. But. Uh, I might be wrong. he might. I might be like, oh my God, Joaquin Phoenix. But it doesn't, the whole thing just reeks of, I want my Oscar. Yeah. Whereas at least when you can say with The Martian, <sighs> he wasn't chasing it.
2: Yeah.
1: He's always been the hired help. He doesn't have a passion project, Ridley Scott, that's probably what's hurt him in the past. She's mm-hmm. getting up there in age. But, you know, Vanessa Kirby, she seems a little young to play Josephine. I don't know, you know, considering she's older. Josephine was older than Napoleon. There's a lot of things historically that kind of worry me about this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm sorry if I'm rambling. No, It, it just no, feels a fine. little... It feels a little like with that one. If you, had to, if you were one of my guess on which ones probably could fall by the wayside, we all remember Alexander?
0: I, I try not to, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for the score. I, I, better, I love the Vangelis score, yeah. but yeah. I, I try I not mean, to do otherwise.
1: Another film I'm a little worried could get lost in the mix, regardless of how good it is, is Pain Hustlers. Like, I don't know why Netflix acquired that in the first place. It's another movie about, about people selling pharmaceuticals. And I'm guessing some of these are the addictive types. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we've had Dope Sick, where we saw Michael Keaton and, you know, Will Poulter, who played the drug rep. We just had painkillers. I think that film might just get, you know, and overlooked. And it's, it's, it might be a shame because it's got, it's, you know, it's by J.D. Plass, excuse me. It's got Chris Evans and Emily Blunt in it and Andy Garcia, but it just might be too much. It, It just might be way, way too much. As far as the same kind of topic. I mean, if you have to pick one of the three, I would say go with dope sick right now because I haven't seen painkillers, but or I'm sorry, yeah. pain hustlers. They're all the same. Yeah. The Netflix, the Netflix limited series is not anywhere near as good as the Hulu one. Right. And now we have now Netflix is really going to make sure you they that you know that they care about drug addiction because now they've got another movie. Yeah. So if you want to watch 10 hours about drugs on Netflix, yeah, there's plenty to yeah.
0: I mean, we haven't necess- we haven't seen it yet, but, so I mean, obviously we can't necessarily speak as to the quality of it, but what do you think about Dumb Money?
1: Um it sounds like another I mean, we just had too many of these films about how people got rich off of, uh, I mean, I've seen one on Beanie Babies, Tetris, um, Cheetos. That's another one that I think, you know, it could just be like, yeah, sure. Uh Uh-huh. You want to do that? Okay. (laughs) Like, we get it. Dumb money. Woo! I mean, Pete Davidson is not going to drive... Drive the people to you know think. Yeah, think, but you know, um, I I'm sorry, quality.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, I might be wrong, but I am interested in Quiz Lady. That one was acquired by Hulu. Got Aquafina and Sandra O. Remember, Sandra O. was the only cast member of Sideways not to be nominated, and then her husband. Won an Oscar and divorced her, so she's definitely owed. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean I, we see so much overlap between TV and t- TV and film now. It's it's interesting, but mm-hmm. yeah, I I don't know if dumb money is going to really stand out enough from the crowd when we've, you know, there's there's all these films on TV about I mean, and in the theaters about, you know, how people made it rich off of all these other things. Yeah. I mean, a few years ago, as I would tell you Zach Galifianakis would get an, uh, a Golden Globe comedy nomination because he's really great in that Beanie Baby movie. Mm-hmm. But there is no way in hell that's going to happen now.
2: Yeah.
1: And he is unrecognizable. But it, it, I just worry that it could just get lost in the mix. And that's also one of those that's like, until I see some reviews, it sounds like that could be this year's Womp Womp. Mm-hmm. But there's usually like one big 20 million Womp Womp, so we'll see right. what that
0: is. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you uh, think, because, uh, I mean, we're talking about these uh, movies about, like, people who get rich with ideas, the big product ideas that were, uh, the big product nah, movies that uh, to be the big... Every, uh, trend, I was thinking about um Glenn Howerton in BlackBerry, which I know there was a lot of buzz over. I mean, I don't think he's going to necessarily get a get the win over Downey Jr. or Gosling, but how do you feel about his possibility of being a nominee?
1: I think he's going to get lost in the mix. I, I think it really... I, again, it's just there's too many of those films for mm. any performance to stand out enough to be recognized yeah there's just too many of them it's It's kind of the same thing as how I feel about pain the pain film. Yeah. It might be amazing, but <laughs> is it going to be any better than what I've seen Michael Keaton do right I don't think i don't I mean if they had boiled. I don't know if you saw Dope Sick, but if they had boiled Dope Sick down into a two-hour movie that was just about Michael Keaton's character, he would have his Oscar for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. The, I just feel like sometimes with these overlapping themes, sometimes it just, it's just gets to be too much. Yeah. Where people are like, no, I'm not going to watch the GameStop movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, it's no offense to Paul Dano or America Ferreira, but you know, you've got a movie with Pete Davidson in there, and it's like, uh... mm-hmm. I mean, I might see it because I do like Nick Offerman, but yeah. I mean, I like a lot of the cast, but I'm not going to go into the theaters and see that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's see, looking at the release schedule, I'm trying to see what else we have. Um, what are I'm you-
1: interested in fingernails. What about that? I, I think that might look, that might be good because it's got a lot of people who've been at the top of their game recently. Well,
0: where is that? On it's got
1: Riz Day. Ahmed and Jesse Buckley, both off Oscar nominations, when with Carrie that, Mulligan.
0: Mulligan. When, when does that come out?
1: October 27th, and then it's on Apple on November 3rd.
0: Oh, okay. It all they have all IMDb has for October twenty seventh is Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. Um, well, now got actually, Annie Murphy
1: and okay. Jeremy Allen from TV that that could be a that could be a real su- surprise one. But then there's another like one of these films from Michelle Obama about Rustin about Bayard Rustin the film about the March on Washington. It's mm-hmm. it's. You know, and he was behind the scenes because he's gay. It's like we've had a lot of films about people in the March on Washington movement. Yeah, this is going to have to do something really big to stand out. Mm-hmm. And it's not—it's not, it's not because it's not saying that that film might not be amazing. It's just we've seen a lot of those films recently. Yeah, I mean, I am interested to see Chris Rock, and you know, if you're an EGOT watcher like I am, Audrey McDonald guess which one she's missing? The only, the <laughs> hardest one to get. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one I've got my eye on. And Coleman Domingo is, you know, an interesting actor, but it's still one of those where it's like, mm-hmm. how many more of these films can we watch? Right. And I'm somebody, and you and I are people who see everything. I feel the same way about the killer a little bit, you know, from David Fincher. It's like, yeah. how many more of these can he make? Yeah. I mean, at least with The Face... At least with The Social Network and Gone Girl, those were interesting films.
2: hmm Yeah. I mean,
1: I, it might be amazing, I, but it's still one of those where I'm like, I'm not as excited. I don't... In one of those films, like The Killer, or I'm just going to throw the flower of... Killer of the Flower Moon, and, you know, Napoleon, something, like, big with big names attached to it, you know, um-pa-loom-pa. One of these films yeah. always kind of falls apart.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, we were all ready to crown Flags of Our Father, best picture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> A year before the film came out, and then we all saw it, and we're like, ooh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And then, God. Even, and
0: then the, uh, the other film that Clint Eastwood made about Iwo Jima was... The one that got nominated yeah. for Best Picture.
1: Yeah, so. exactly. It's just one of those it's what and if they allowed American films to compete in foreign language, that yeah. one would have done it. Mm. But it, it was just one of those things where like a year ahead of time, yeah, you know, on paper, it looked. I mean, look at the post. Yeah. Hell, they didn't even do anything. All they had to do was announce Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, and Steven Spielberg. And you and I are definitely part of the problem. We become this echo chorus of Oscar, 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 Oscar. <laughs> So it, it is unfortunate. But, you know, something is going to, we're, we're going to see some front runners. The race will start taking place. The race will start making a little bit more sense. You know, we've got another film about, about cars. We got to do another Ferrari film. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, it's another movie about a, a product. It's like not every product deserves its own movie. Right. Rhea Perlman made that very clear in Barbie. That's another movie.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I, I found an Allen doll in my mom's stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to have to post that on Twitter. (laughs) I got my mom's old Barbie case and I couldn't throw it out after she passed. And I went in there and looked at them and I'm like, Oh my God, she had an Allen doll with the original outfit. (laughs) It's in good condition. I wonder if I'm not going to, I'm, but you know yeah. just to, like oh that's funny <laughs> Yeah, I, I did love the I I did love his line about they don't care if Allens go out into the world all of NSYNC is an Allen I'm like oh my god
0: <laughs> yeah I was actually going to bring up Ferrari like, because A it is neon but it's also Michael Mann and outside the outside or the, the insider we haven't and Ali, we haven't really had much with him in terms of Oscars.
1: That's another one. Is it his, that's the theme of this year. Is it their turn for recognition? Yeah. Is it Emily Blunt's turn to be nominated? Whose mm. turn is it to win director? Yeah. Whose turn is it to win supporting actor? We're going to see that more, I think, this year than normal, just because of the players. Yeah. Is it ghost Lanthimos's turn? Hmm. That's another one where I, if it's... I
2: kind of feel depending, with... Depending...
0: I kind of feel with him, though. I mean, he's relatively... I, I do kind of feel like with him, though, he's still... But in a
1: screenplay, he could be in the hunt. He, like, it might be his turn in yeah, a screenplay.
0: True, but, I mean, with him, I just don't know that there's... I don't necessarily know that I feel like there's a sense of his time for this just because of the fact that really the only movie of his that is kind of blown down the doors is for Oscar consideration is the favorite. Yeah, but
1: he's got a lot more eyes on him now yeah. because of that. Yeah. And he's got Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. The same can kind of be said about Taika Waititi. Yeah. He 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 made a movie with a bunch of kids, himself as Hitler, mm-hmm. and Scarlett Johansson, and Sam Rockwell. He did have Sam Rockwell. Yeah. But now he's got Michael Fassbender doing a comedy. Well, it appears to be a comedy yeah. where it could be one of those sneakers. I mean, like, clearly a year ago, no one thought a movie about an Asian woman traveling through different time parallels was going to you know
0: win this picture no that is that is that is very true that is that but is we are true. we are in our like third
1: fourth year i have to kind of when you think about it post-covid so is everyone ready to feel better how much is the election gonna it impo- gonna affect this yeah when the mud starts really getting slung Mm-hmm. a feel good film might be an easier sell yeah than oppenheimer or
0: killers of the
1: flower moon yeah i mean i i'm wanting to see killers of the flower moon but mhm you you just you just never know yeah those those could be very i mean oppenheimer's great but i don't want to watch it in the theater again
2: yeah yeah. No, Whereas there's a $5
1: theater by my house, and yeah, if my yeah. friend wants to go see Barbie, sure, let's go see Barbie.
2: <laughs> no,
1: I, I don't think Barbie's going to win Best Picture, but I, I do think Barbie is going to benefit from the still, you know, the economy sucks. People have died. Uh, here we go with another nasty U.S. election cycle. Yeah. Something that makes you feel good or is an escape. Could again work. Yeah. Nomadland benefited from that journeyman, journey person kind of, for whatever reason, in the, the year of the elections, they really love journey person films. Moonlight. Yeah. Yeah. So that's either that or they go pure on comic.
0: Mm hmm. I mean yeah, I, I can I can definitely see there being a place where next goal wins ends up being a uh being being the choice because of the fact that it does deal a lot with the underrated the underdog sports movie, which you know, you 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 can go all the way back to Rocky is something that mm-hmm. really connected with that one. Um And that's
1: a great example of the film festivals putting a movie on the map. Yeah. LA Film put that film on the map, and it rode that all the way to the Oscars. Yeah, that was also an election year.
0: Mm-hmm. We should mention. Well, and it was it was it was also post uh, post Watergate was it was it was <laughs> one of the times that really started to. Uh, it was it was one of those times where really that late seventies was really where. People started to assert themselves. That no, we want to, we want to feel better when we go to movies again, and you know. Yeah, and uh, we, we did, might be
1: in that kind of a we, place.
0: Yeah, very much so. Um,
1: I mean, Nomadland was very much a journey person film. That's kind of you know ordinary person. Yeah. Tale of our time, a con, but I, I don't think that film could win now because it's like oh my god how much more can we take
2: yeah like yeah
1: it's like i get it don't sell pharmaceuticals kids Mm -hmm. like clearly (laughs) clearly you can make a lot of money but you're gonna kill a lot of people i get it trust me i've i've seen enough tv to know that it will kill you
0: yeah no (laughs) i i think that's i i think that's completely uh i think that's completely valid way of looking at that um, how do you th- feel about the possibility of uh, past lives in any of the categories, really? I mean, is it one where you can possibly see or see maybe a screenplay nomination and that's it? Or...
1: Is that the Yorgos Lanthimos?
0: No, uh, past lives is... I'm trying the, to remember uh, what past... Celine Song movie so that people have been uh, talking about. This summer. Uh, Wait a minute, let me bring it up. I'm pulling it up right now.
1: I'm, I'm, until I've seen the film myself, sometimes I'm. Is that a foreign language film? I believe it is, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna have to see it. I haven't seen it yet.
0: Because it's definitely one of the most acclaimed movies of the year.
1: But it's. Well, a clan will only get you so far in a very busy field. It's also it, it's, it's also about buzz. I mean,
2: yeah. When
1: Parasite won, there was a lot of buzz around that around that film, mm-hmm. around Bong Joon Ho. Especially if you're going to pull off a, a upset like him, like he did. Yeah. You know, he just came off his first U.S. film, like. If you want to trace his Oscar, you can trace it all the way back to Snowpiercer. Yeah. It it depends. I mean, as far as a place in the world that's having its moment, South, Cor- South Korea is definitely there. Yeah. That's where we're seeing innovative television coming out of. Squid Game came out of South Korea. Parasite came out of South Korea. So it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But it's too hard, it's too early to tell. It's just really too early to tell.
0: Yeah. Uh, production values. I mean, do you, do you think that we could be seeing, basically, in, in terms of uh, below-the-line uh, nominations, do you think we could be seeing, basically, if you're not Barbie, Oppenheimer, or Killers of the Flower Moon, just get out of the way? Not yet. Okay.
1: Because it's too early. It's too early. Um, can I confidently right now, if I were to, if you wanted me to put, make nom- pick nominees, I, I would have to put Barbie in a lot of this category, a lot of categories.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But that doesn't, I mean, you know, when we saw Black Panther is a great example of it. it. It did, it went on to win production design and costume design but it had to wait for months. And we don't know how close the favorite got to catching it. Yeah. I mean, just because it's out now, I will say, I think it's probably a stronger argument for production design, especially if you remember the sequence at the beach where they have the little, like, (laughs) I had that too. I I hate to like date myself, the little Barbie hospital kit. Oh my God. I was like, oh my God, they made like, you know, Clearly, they have this really fun inspiration. I mean, that's what it's about. That's the excitement of this. But it's too early because we don't know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, Napoleon could be a costume nominee. It, it's It's yeah. really. But yeah, I think it's definitely in
0: the mix. Okay. All right. Sorry, I'm. No, you're fine. I mean, you know, I I think one of the. I I do think to a certain extent, this is part of why I don't necessarily have these conversations or really overly think about the Oscars until like December, is because of the fact that there's so much that ultimately is unknown here right now. Like there's so many of these films that we're talking about that we just haven't seen
1: agree but i think with with this year and the there is an exception to the rule because we do have two films right now that if they do not receive best picture nominations i think i can confidently say something's wrong
2: yeah yeah i would agree Um, with that
1: and i think that's different than most of the time this this time of the year there might have been one but i don't think that there's usually Two very strong ones where we're expecting acting, at least one act, at least one or two acting nominations each, um, possibly a screenplay, a director, and then, you know, throw in a handful of tech categories. Yeah. So that, that's very unique compared to most times where we're like, well, maybe. Top Gun will get a few nominations. Like, we all knew, you know, maybe it gets the best picture. We'll see. We have to play Wait and See. Well, maybe it'll get a sound nomination. It's probably going to get a sound nomination. That's kind of where where we usually are. When, When you have two films like what we had, and it was so special that they came out and we're getting to see people enjoy them at this time of the year. Um that I, I do think it's worth having a conversation. I mean, hell, I'll just throw this in there. What a, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis took her, you know, victory lap on TV this year. It's like, damn, yeah. girl, from having no awards to having an Oscar and probably on her way to an Emmy. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's not a bad turnaround at your age. Yeah. Because I was like, if that was your victory lap, the bear, yeah. bravo. <laughs> Damn! I
0: mean, and of course. You first of actually, all, she gave an amazing. Of course, I I asked earlier, like, what have we ever seen? How many sequels have we really seen that got best picture nominees that nominations that the original movie didn't? And you just at, answered it with Top Gun: Maverick, and um yeah, but I mean, but yeah,
1: it got about the same as it did the last time, minus a song nomination.
2: Yeah. So
1: that's why I was like, "Hey, isn't Ed Sheeran and Weird Al competing funny?" Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Ed, is, Ed oh. is is hilarious, and I mean, you know, I I I do wish I do wish Weird Well at, at the Emmys when they I kind of take place.
1: I mean, yeah, he, if he's a producer on the film, he'll he'll win TV movie.
0: Yeah. But uh, that's that
1: when I saw that when I was looking through categories, because they don't, you know, show you in the key categories, the directing and writing nominees. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, those are those are important. Yeah. And so when I got to and I saw music and I'm like, holy mother, the (laughs) Oscars would never. I mean, I'd like to think they would. But, you know, the chances of them nominating Weird
0: Al. I mean, I feel like the possibilities are better now, but I just don't know. It would have to depend yeah, on that's... what else is out because, I mean, they did actually nominate a song from the South Park movie. I mean, it didn't win, but they, they, they still did. nominated it.
1: Yes, and, and, you know, I was holding out hope for, um, oh God, what was it, um, that Adam's Andy Samberg movie, his, his Justin Bieber biopic.
0: Oh yeah, Popstar
1: yeah, I was like come on, just nominate <laughs> nominate them, but yeah. They they when they do it it's amazing. They just don't have the higher the, the biggest track record as the Emmys do of going yeah. of nominating song from SNL or something. So I just like man, that and, and with my luck neither of those two will win and it'll be something else, but still it's just kind of like it's fun to it, and especially this year I think when you've seen where we had such a high of two great films coming out, and neither of them disappointed. Yeah, it's fun to have a, a mid a mid season shot.
0: It is. It, I just it hope to settle is. the
1: writers' strike. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to get them to settle these strikes now, and mm-hmm. and we can all yeah. get back to watching the shows we love and the the films we love. And yeah, no, I I don't I, need I, extra I time. For me, I don't need extra time to contemplate my Emmy nominee um, Emmy pre- Emmy predictions. I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> like imagine having 3 more months folks to figure yeah. out yeah, cuz it just allows me to run more scenarios of what could happen.
0: Mhm. So we we were talking about song there. So the question somebody brought up on Twitter and I I was I'm kind of curious your thoughts of the two songs from Barbie that most people are talking about, which one do you think has the better shot at winning the Oscar? I'm Just Ken or the Billie Eilish one? Which is the Billie Eilish one? Oh, uh, what's the name of it? It's not the Dua
1: Lipa song. I thought no, the big dance no.
0: number. No.
2: Uh, um,
1: the... I think I'm Just Ken. It's probably the most memorable one. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that would be like a Weird Al choice. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I mean, if they went with the Dua Lipa, kind of dance the night away kind of song. Mm-hmm. And, and hey, good for Maxbox20 for being the, the, the butt of the joke <laughs> with, with the um, Push song.
0: Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. Uh, What was that? Was what was I made for? Was the Billie Eilish, and that was more the ballad. That was yeah. They kind uh... of blend
1: together. I think I'm just Ken is just more memorable of a moment in the film. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll see. Yeah, they might just go with the Dua Lipa number. You never know, because you know they do like pop stars. So. But I'm just Ken. I was just like, oh my God, where, where was he? He really could dance. I don't remember him being that great of a dance, uh, uh, being that great of a singer. Yeah. Wasn't he supposed to be in like Insync or Backstreet Boys? I mean, I know he was in like, you know, the Disney clubs. So Ryan Gosling, he was a Mouseketeer.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was.
1: Wasn't he like going to be the sixth member of NSYNC? I-, I-, I feel like that NSYNC joke was put in there for his benefit." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Entirely possible. Um, yeah, yes. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not, I'm not aware. Uh, so okay.
1: Well, you're not, you're not the fan base for for
0: NSYNC. So no, I, you know. I, I, I am not. Um, but <laughs> uh, I, I did have one more film that we really have not talked about, and uh, that is uh, Maestro, uh, Bradley Cooper's. Oh, boy. On Leonard Bernstein. Um, that is another case where I think you're seriously. That's already looking like
1: it could be a big problem. Yeah. And it's real. I mean, you know, it, what the fuck was he thinking
0: with that nose? It's, it's yeah. I Ugh. I agree. I mean, you know, it's like I, I I
1: I think that was in bad taste.
0: Yeah. I mean, even though the families come out he's chasing it at this point it, but yeah I, I would agree with that I, I would agree with that Um, I am curious to uh, see I, I think the it's movie's too, like, they but... went a little
1: too far yeah is it another black and white film I mean I'm sorry I, I liked how they did black and white in Oppenheimer yeah when it was black and white in color and some part this just it's like it's not it doesn't make your movie any better to be in black and white mm-hmm it's it's not it's. it's to me, I, I'm he's really racked up a lot of nominations. I liked him in uh, Guillermo del Toro's film
0: Nightmare Alley.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was really good in Nightmare Alley. I thought that was closer to a a perform, a winning performance. But I think he's taking himself a little too seriously.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: whereas he was really, what was great about him in American Hustle was he was willing to be the asshole who yeah. was wrong like big bombastic if you know Jared Leto wasn't in the race that year yeah. there's your winner folks
2: mm-hmm.
1: where he's just now it seems like he's taking himself so seriously he wouldn't do that now, he wouldn't do an American Hustle kind of role whereas like clearly Ryan Gosling's like I'm going to go have fun and I'm going to I am just going to chew every ounce of scenery <laughs> imaginable. Yeah. Let people question why I'm in this film and then let the then I'm going to have the last laugh. Yeah. Like he he's he and even, you know, look at what Robert Downey Jr did with Tropic Thunder. Mm. He knew that could go horribly wrong. Yeah. Horribly wrong, but and he needed everyone to see the film and get it immediately. What yeah. he was doing and who he was targeting. And Bradley Cooper is way too careful now. To the point where, I don't know if he can give that kind of free performance. Because now he's now he's going to play another musician. It's like we get it. You're, it didn't work the first time, so. Let's jumble in a pot everything that usually works to win people an award. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to work for him. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel the same way about Michael Shannon at the Yummies. It's like, here we go. Mm -hmm. He's playing a country music, you know, just pull out things. It's like you could put on a piece of paper sometimes what wins people awards and pull three or four of those things out and find a real life person to play. That doesn't mean you're going to win an Oscar.
2: Yeah.
1: Like just because it worked for Rami Malek, does not mean it's going to work for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, here we go again. Many, and I mean, honestly, many people, myself included, would certainly argue that shouldn't have happened for Rami Malek. It just happened to, uh, you know. Well, I think Rami
1: Malek got lucky with the timing. Yeah. He got lucky with the timing. He got lucky with his competition, and he got lucky that Bradley Cooper. Wanted director more than he wanted an Oscar in general. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you are a better actor still at this point than you are director.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Ben Affleck is not a great actor. He's an okay actor. He's he can do one thing very well, but he's a better director. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's just that is the one film that we didn't talk a lot about, but I think that might be this year's kind of thud.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, where Netflix's, Netflix's, uh, their ambitions for an Oscar end up going. And I mean, obviously, Well, Netflix and Apple, hmm?
1: I was going to say, Netflix and Apple typically have, if you look at Coda, They had Coda, and then they also had The Tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah. You know, they could have, but Coda was their baby. Coda was the one that they were pushing, and then they wanted to, you know, center a campaign around Denzel Washington getting another Oscar nomination. Yeah. And if anything else happens, fine. I feel like that, and and Netflix, it's going to be interesting to see if Netflix finally wises up because they kind of tend to spray all over the place. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've seen that have mixed results. I mean, Roma was definitely their baby, but they also went way too far in their campaign for Roma. They probably shot themselves in the foot with that one mm-hmm. a little bit too, where it's like, it's not enough that you're only, you're trying to win, a, a, win best picture in a foreign language film. You're also trying to do it on a streamer for the first time and now you're going to run the most expensive Oscar campaign and up your prices for your subscription? It's like, yeah, you just pissed everybody off. <laughs> I would ultimately say the fact that it did not receive a single SAG Award nomination is what might have been more, its last nail in its coffin. But
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but still, like, they have to be very smart and strategic, uh, they did very, I mean, they've only won one acting award. They've never won. We, and again, I'm not trying to get everything to go back to best song, but it is a very good example. And we, you and I talked about this last year, this year, whereas Netflix should have won best song by now. Yeah. If they were smart, they could have married J. They could have gotten Mary J. Blige that Oscar on a, you're not going to vote for a supporting actress. Why not just give her best song? Yeah. That song from um, uh, the animated film that year was not so far ahead that they couldn't have, they couldn't have done so. Right. Another good example is, is the Diane Warren song. If they had just ran a campaign, they had three of the nominees. Do they pick the song from the trial of the Chicago 7 to, from the Best Picture nominee to push? No. That would might have been smart. Do they push the song from the woman who's been nominated 12, 13 times by that point and never won and run a campaign around giving Diane Warren an Oscar. No. They go with the Eurovision song, which is a beautiful song. It is a beautiful song. But they pick the wrong song. They always pick wrong. That's their problem. If they had gone with Diane Warren or if they'd gone with Mary H. J. Blige, they'd have that song. They'd, I mean it doesn't sound like a lot. I get it's a song category, yeah. but it does illustrate their problem where they can't focus their attention on one film or one cat one person per category. Yeah. I mean, if they weren't going to do that in general, especially the year when they had 3, it, it would have they should just let it play out. But they went with the Eurovision song, maybe because they thought Will Ferrell was going to campaign campaign for it. But I don't think that's really going to be a big additive for that. Yeah. So sorry, I'm I'm not trying to like relate everything back to that song because I just you know no, it wasn't fine. my that's my fine. intention. It's just it's just one no, of those I things mean, that illustrates net Netflix's problem compared to like Apple, which is like, we love you, Cohen Brothers, and. Joel Cohen in particular, yeah. and Denzel Washington, but Coda's our baby. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and honestly, I mean, in terms of the Oscars, like best best original song is something that i the the way the music categories always play out. I'm I'm always fascinated by that. And you know, earlier I'm always, this they're... and earlier this year, I was actually writing about over in their own league, I was writing about um, the female composers who have won Oscars for score. And one of the things Very that rare. really occurred to me, because two of those two of those wins took place in that four-year span where the original score category was split. And of yeah. those eight Oscars that were given for score... Five of them went to Miramax. And to your point, yeah. that is an excellent example of what Netflix has not done when it comes to song.
1: Netflix is, has had a problem running a successful Emmy campaign for anyone other than Laura Dern. Yeah. Because I love Laura Dern. She earned her Emmy in Big Little Lies. Work it, girl. But in Marriage Story i was kind of a little surprised that this was it yeah she's been better i think it's fair but she i I don't even know if you can i don't even know if you can give netflix a lot of benefit buzz for that because she was almost the academy president so we know she's popular yeah (laughs) like but still they've had trouble in the past executing a campaign for one film
2: yeah and
1: I will give them a little leeway with Roma because of the fact that it was a foreign language film. Mm-hmm. And it is always hard to be the first to do so. I mean, look at what Parasite needed to be the first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's absolutely true. So is there anything... I mean, you-
1: Netflix has had... Netflix has had troubles with any campaigns. They've had trouble... I mean, if you look at their, their success as a streamer, Hulu was the first to win for best to win a just, to win a series award to win a big award. They won best drama series. Amazon's the first series. Amazon wins comedy series. Around that same time, Amazon first big streaming award streamer to win a you know Manchester by the Sea to win an act win some kind of an Oscar.
2: Yeah,
1: not documentary.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then. You, you get and then you know it takes. It took Netflix like an extra five years for it to win a big Emmy category. Granted, it did two in one night. It won limited series and it won you know for the crown. Yeah, but it t- it's taken them a lot longer. And look how like how easy it was for Hulu to come out of the bat, Amazon to come out of the bat. Look at the success of Apple. Apple TV in its first five years has won two series awards already for yes. Ted Lasso and Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Anyone would tell you that's pretty successful. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it, as a whole, Netflix has an awards problem. I've always, I mean, I was sitting there because I know the crown and the, the queen's gambit year was around the Roma year. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I was sitting there praying. I'm like,
2: please, God, just
1: win one of these two. I don't want to write my Netflix has an awards problem. Because <laughs> I get fried by the end of Emmy season. Then I take three months off and start Oscars, So you know, usually. Right. So for me, I'm just sitting there like, please, God, just let the Queen's Gambit win something. <laughs> win <series. laughs> Thank God it did, because otherwise I would have been up all night. But- yeah. You know how it is with those things. Yeah. Sometimes you just want something to win so you don't have to do more work. But right. But still, it, it, it Netflix as a whole, and I'm not trying to get off tangent. And I know you're not a big TV person, but Netflix as a whole has an awards problem, especially in those top categories. It's great at winning, um, you know, some of the tech ones. Yeah. But it's it's had a lot of trouble winning, you know, acting awards. So it, you know, they really need to get their act together better. Yeah, they need to be more focused on what they're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they, hopefully they'll learn. We'll see. But I, mean, I, I, I think Maestro might be their big film, and if that, yeah. if it is, it, it, we'll see how that goes.
2: Yeah,
0: it's it's going to depend. I mean, obviously, it's going to depend. On, I, I, I think on where. Where it stands with critics in terms of not only not only the performance, but it's, you know, I not only the performances, but obvi- obviously the filmmaking. Um, I mean, I think so much of was Stargirl was able to do benefit from Lady Gaga delivering the performance she did, and you know, the idea of getting her an Oscar nomination and oscar for you know writing but um yeah with with maestro it's like you you never know because of the fact that you know classical composers i mean this is this very much does not feel like amadeus and it feels it, in a way it kind of no. feels a little bit more like what happened to immortal beloved Tar. which is it feels nothing
1: yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, he is an interesting subject for a film. Yeah. Uh, I will give him that. But we've seen a lot of musician films. And and uh, it's, it just gets to the point where it's like, even if he's a classical conductor, kind of, like we just had Kate Blanchett do this. Yeah. Yes, they're going to be very different films. One's a real life person. But now it's like, here we go. It, it, at a certain point, it's like, pick someone different. <laughs> There are other people out there in the world who have done, you know, interesting things that would make a good film. Right. So, I mean, we'll see. But it is, it might be amazing. It might be great. Mm-hmm. But it's the one with Napoleon that I'm the most concerned with before seeing them based on just their trailers. Yeah. And I, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. I think sometimes you have to look at the overlap with some of these uh, as far as like subject matter. We've just seen some things just get repeated too much.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I would love to see Ridley Scott win an Oscar. I would love to see Christopher Nolan win an Oscar. I, I One thing I, I know people don't like to hear is... Part of what makes winning so special is someone like Ridley Scott who hasn't won yet.
2: Yeah.
1: It's all, always those people who have all those nominations. And, you know, Peter O'Toole's a great example of that. Never won. Yeah. It, it, that's what makes it so special that someone on their first nomination or in their first big film... Mm-hmm. could win. I mean, Lily Gladstone has a very big chance of making history at the Oscars. If she wins, she'd be the first Native American actress to do so. Mm-hmm. And remember, a Native American has not been nominated since um Kevin Costner's oh god, it's right on the tip of my tongue.
0: Dances with Help Wolves. Help me out.
1: Dances with Wolves, yeah. See, I never know where I'm going to go and then I end up with these things and I can't remember names. and <laughs> So it would be a big moment for the first American community if if that film were to work out. And, and luckily, I try to get not get my heart, my expectations too high because I really, I am rooting for it, yeah. whether that's objectively good or bad, Graham Greene. Mm-hmm. He was probably, he probably was the last Native American actor or actress to be nominated for an acting award. Yeah. I don't like to look up too many of those facts on my phone because I just don't want people to ever see my search history and go, what is she up to? <laughs> but uh, it, it is, it's worth pointing out that, you know, she does have everybody rooting for her. Yeah. And it's not just because the woke community, a woke attitude towards this. It is a because it looks like it's a going to be an intense film. And you never see Leonardo DiCaprio with real women. They're always like Margot Robbie's who yeah. like, yeah, you know, as Helen Mirren said, don't cast Margot Robbie as Barbie if you don't.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So no. it it, no. it will
1: be you know, I'm rooting for. Her. I'd like to see it work out. But I'm also the inner I'm also the door, you know, who's got my eye on the editing race. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that says <laughs> about you says about me.
0: Hey, I mean, you know, I'm I'm somebody who cares deeply about the uh music categories, so I I am I I I understand completely where you're coming from. <laughs>
1: I I do like um I do like all of the categories, but I'm more of a statistical nerd where I can take a lot of the... I, I le- only allow myself to make one hard overhead prediction per award season, per award yeah. show. And, you know, it, right now, it, the, the song category, what makes it so much fun at the Oscars, and almost also the costume category is it's an even playing field. You don't get yeah. an advantage for being a best picture nominee. You yeah. really go into it on a level playing ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to not to. I mean, that stopped the, you know, the the most recent trend of let's give it to current music stars. Yeah. That doesn't mean next year we won't see that in full color, living color again, but yeah. it, it was fun to see. It is a fun category. That a film mm-hmm. that couldn't even, for whatever, for various reasons, we won't get into because it has been going on for a while, couldn't get nominated in the international feature, could go on and still win an Oscar.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's absolutely true. Well, um, we we've let me ask you what what performance? Oh, I'm so sorry. No, you're I fine. I just wanted fine. to ask you a ahead. question. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: What? performance or director who do you want to see win an award this oscar season Uh, which one would make you happiest uh, not practical it doesn't have to be practical right right um who do you want to see win an oscar or what film do are you kind of rooting for what do you think might be your favorite film
0: man that is uh that's that's a tough question, because i mean the the easy question are the two movies that we talked about you know at the start of this Barman Hunter. Mm-hmm. and i I adore both of those movies um I truly do uh, man, I mean I did love this the an God, animated it's film? me Margaret i love the I love that movie. Okay. I would love to see john wick chapter four get some below the line okay look. that's
1: not going to happen
0: oh no i Let's i be I, a little
1: bit more realistic
0: yeah come on <laughs> um this is this, this is a this is kind of a tough question because i mean obviously i have my well,
1: what are you looking forward to is there something you're looking forward to seeing
0: i mean is there Geller... a performer
1: you'd like to see win an oscar
0: See, that's the thing. I mean, I don't... From a practical, thinking somewhat practical as far as something that could happen, even if it may not, I I really don't know if there are any that I would say, oh, yeah, I definitely would love to see this happen as far as the performers. Because of the fact that, I mean, I'm somebody mm-hmm. who I, I very much enjoy you know i i very much enjoy especially when i when i vote for the georgia film critics association i'm not necessarily going off of oh they've got a good chance at an oscar i'm going off of these are truly the performances that i love the most this year um i mean most of those a lot i think of those that's admirable don't necessarily get the nod i mean so i i kind of you know, I'm thinking about. Ah, man. I mean,
1: a- is there someone you'd want to see win again? Who, who someone? in the two time club? do You Ooh. want to see win, or who do you want to see win? Their second or third? I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying to help you out with. No, I, I. I'm just I, trying. I,
0: to- I hear you. I hear you. Um, I, I appreciate that. Uh, let's.
1: Like, I, I would like to see Lily Gladstone, I'd like to see the buzz equal a great performance, but yeah. I'm also, you know, I'm always cautiously optimistic.
2: Yeah.
0: No, I I, I think she would, I would love to see, because, I, I mean, I, I've seen a couple of movies with her this year that I've really, that I've really loved. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where, you know, I, I can't wait to, I mean, I can't wait to see Scorsese's movie in, in general. It's like, would I like to see him win a second Oscar? Yes, of course I would. Uh, especially because... Yeah, I, he's I, the one I'd like to see. Because, I mean, you know, The Departed is a very good movie, but I, it, it's not even in my top ten when it comes to Scorsese so i mean see, because
1: it's an oscar not i i don't have a top 10 of his like i would have to really sit down and think about that because i i don't usually do that for people but i think if i was getting down to like ninth or tenth or tenth or or twelfth the oscar win might bump it up a little bit for me yeah but um yeah i mean he's somebody i would like to see i would of course love to see diane warren win if if she's she's always in contention you know if they could finally make that happen. You know, there's a, um, a set, there's a visual effects person we talked about Mm -hmm. who's, you know, Marvel's go-to. I would love to see him. I think his name is Daniel Setic, but you know, his last chance to actually win was probably his first chance, which was master and commander. Like that tells you how far back this goes, but it is a fun, it's always fun. And I think, you know, I, Michael Fassbender is somebody who takes himself so seriously that just the trailer alone gives me this small glimmer of hope. Yeah. That that might be my, my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> but I'm somebody who's like, Meryl Streep hasn't done a movie in a while. I'd love to see her win, but I'm enjoying her being on TV right
2: now. So it's.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, I, okay. I, I, yeah. I figured out one. Uh, going to Rimbaud Gore. Okay. Thomas Newman, I would love to see win for Elemental. Oh, yeah. I, I thought his score for Elemental is one of his best scores. I, I absolutely <laughs> adored that one. And I would hope, because of how much, even though I, I, I can't imagine it, I can't necessarily see it winning over, I, it, I don't think he'll win over Across the Spider-Verse or uh, Miyazaki's film um, if that gets in the... Well, he might have race. another film. You never know. Um, yeah. I, I would love to see Thomas Newman get recognized finally. Because he... He's,
1: yeah, he's, one, he's somebody whose timing's never been on his side. Yeah. And he's he, never been lucky enough to go... Some of these people just never been lucky enough to go along for the ride.
2: Yeah. But
1: I, mean, I, I do appreciate um, how we've seen in recent years below-the-line people having very very singular campaigns by their films.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah where I, I think you I w- could see... I would love to see that happen for him when it comes to uh, Elemental. I, 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 I do think that's one of his very best scores. And it, he's, he's long past due. So
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I, I do. I, I think there's a few people... Who, if if you want your film to win an Oscar, sometimes maybe you need to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it. Uh, I still, when with nineteen seventeen, I still think of the fact that, like, I'm trying to think who was their film score. Not.
0: God, oh, oh, these names Joker, get so confused. Joker was the one who won, and it's like, yeah, I I, I like that score, but man, it it's. It's it's not even my favorite score of theirs. I mean, it's like, but I mean, I it doesn't necessarily need to be, but because it rarely ever is. But
1: well, nineteen seventeen had run a campaign around, let's give this person a score their their Oscar.
0: Yeah, I I think it was based yeah, more on Sam Mendes winning another Oscar, be, or Roger. Dick yeah, they kind of the Oscar as well, so.
1: And as happy as we all were, I think if they had really just been like, "Well, maybe we can win Thomas Newman. It was yeah. Thomas Newman, you yeah, know an awesome. Oscar yeah if they' had been if they had ran the campaign of Thomas Newman's never won an Oscar, vote for Thomas Newman and yeah. like they did with Roger Deacons, they he'd have it. yeah, that's the same thing that they, they needed to do for like Diane Warren. Because you know, she was one person that really broke my heart that year. Because she'd never gone into the Oscars that year with a precursor win. Yeah. And I was just sitting there thinking, please just let her have this. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: I, uh,
1: sometimes they do. Sometimes they do break your heart.
0: Yeah. Because you you want to see that. But no, I mean, if, if yeah, the more I think about it, the more I'd, I'd have to say if there's a if there's a long time person who has not won Oscar, I'd like to see win this year it's Thomas Newman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Uh, I know, you know, for visual effects, that's going to be kind of hard, Yeah, but I would like to see personally more women in the sound and the visual effects category. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know we talked about this last year we talked about it wasn't last year we talked about this a little earlier where it's like you got five people and they're all men yeah that pisses me off more than there being five director male director nominees Mm -hmm. because there's only five maybe there's a duo there's only five slots yeah when there's enough room to put 20 people into one category, I, I feel like that's where you need to see more diversity. And I, hopefully we will soon, but yeah, it was Daniel Sadek. He's now, I think he's the Oscars biggest loser right now at 13 nominations. Mm-hmm. It's also really hard to feel bad for him when he is Marvel's go-to person. Cause you yeah. know, he's probably the richest person in the category.
2: <laughs> if we're being honest. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you're marvel's go-to on every film that marvel has a visual effects nomination on he is yeah he is in the visual effects. yeah Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah that's um kind of hard to feel bad for you dude but i do hope he gets his one maybe he'll you know take some time off from doing guardians of the galaxy and stuff and you know do a more prestige film yeah you never know but i'm just <laughs> mm-hmm. a lighter fare yes right. he's lost 13 times <laughs> but you are marvel slash disney's go-to visual yeah. effects artist. yeah we'll see but mm-hmm. it I, I do like that we're seeing more diversity we're seeing older actresses win best actress we're seeing younger actors winning best actor the bell curves are getting a little smaller. Yeah. It doesn't look like we're playing the Cat the Predator when the best actors winner stands next yeah. to the best actress winner.
0: Yeah.
1: Some of these years you're like, damn, he could be her father. Mm-hmm. But sorry. I'm sorry to be rambling. No, you're fine. You're fine.
0: Um... Unless you want my, my Emmy picks real quick. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, uh, I, I, but that being said, I, I do appreciate you uh, coming back onto the show. Um, it's, this was this was fun. I, I'm, I'm glad to get your insight as to where your thinking might be around this time of year mm-hmm. if you're thinking about the Oscars and what you're thinking of the Oscars. Because normally, because typically when we've talked about, we're talking about obviously when the nominations have all happened and we're trying to talk about what possible winners might happen so i, I it's I fun to talk about it this. in a more
1: gray area yeah
0: i mm-hmm. i did enjoy this as a discussion of okay so here's kind of where we might be looking at right now versus you know what it might look like in the future and i i think that is a really strong narrative that you hit on of you know, the idea that this year could see whose turn a lot of, is it? This is who whose time is it? And I, I think that is Yeah. And the more I think about that, the more I, I, I think that you probably you did hit the nail on the head as far as the uh theme for this year.
1: Thank you. I'm just gonna have a stress headache between January and March
0: because
2: <laughs>
1: with the Emmys in January and like... Yeah. I just need to lock in my Emmy predictions and not change them, but <laughs> I have more time to think about a normal. So this was yeah. fun to think about something other than, like, my my best actor predictions. Mm-hmm.
0: So where can people oh, cool. find your work online? You can find me, I should have a piece coming
1: out soon, but I am on Twitter at Miss Amanda Spears. I did my film review of The Little Mermaid. Okay. Yeah. There's a there's a film that won't be getting any Oscar nomination. <laughs> Awards radar. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you can find me. Awards radar. I don't that was another why'd they make this film.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, oh, I mean it, it feels like
0: yeah. it feels like every it, it feels like the case with all those uh live action remakes where it's like why Some of them, them I've
1: like? liked. This one this one doesn't really work. It, it, you can kind of get lost in the CGI. Everybody yeah. was kind of like, it, it really felt like this was shot during COVID protocols. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But mostly you can find me on Twitter, okay. awards, in that awards radar. I, I haven't been writing as much as I usually have been.
0: But. Okay, well, Amanda, yeah. thank you very much for once again joining me. You're welcome. I'd like to thank Amanda for joining me on the podcast once again. It was good to get her perspective on the Oscar season from this perspective of the award season not quite uh, being in full swing yet, but also a lot of people are thinking about them. And that's something that uh, is not necessarily something that I tend to think about anymore, but it's interesting to get her perspective on it. It's going to be it for this episode of the Sonic Sema Podcast. This October is going to be horror, but coming from very different subjects. And I look forward to uh, sharing those conversations with you. And um, this year, the back back half of this year is going to be really interesting because of the uh, fact that um, I will be starting a new job. I'm starting a new job and you know getting the fuel of that and that's part of the reason why i recorded this before i even went to dragon con so that's gonna be it for this episode of the podcast check us out at patreon.com backslash sonic cinema um the uh sonic cinema podcast youtube channel or wherever you listen to podcasts as well as my written work at www.sonic-cinema.com thank you I'm sorry.